I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the latest in our series, The Life of a Song, and I'm Richard Clayton. This week, me and Bobby McGee. Few artists embodied the counterculture of the 1960s as fully or as fatally as Janis Joplin. The Texan singer described herself as a misfit. She outrageously lived and died the rock and roll life, blasting the Monterey Pop Festival with her volcanic eruption of a blues voice, dressing in tripped out granny chic and commissioning the cult cartoonist Robert Crumb to create an album sleeve. Joplin died from a heroin overdose in October 1970. The following January, however, one of her last recorded songs, Me and Bobby McGee, became a number one single in the US. It would be her epitaph. Its vocal is shot through with what she called her hurts and confusions, yet also with her immense vitality and rowdy romantic vigour. Joplin's version of the song might be the definitive one. It's easy to imagine her travelling every mile of the lover's journey from Kentucky to California. But Joplin didn't write Me and Bobby McGee, and hers was not even the earliest cover. Christ Christofferson, her old flame, was the author of the song, though he didn't write it for her either. His song proved an instant country classic when others covered it, although the writer's own rendition was more of a slow burn. Here's a clip. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Christofferson was a former army captain and Rhodes scholar who would later become a successful actor and singer. But in the late 1960s, he was jobbing as a studio gopher in Nashville as he tried to make it as a songwriter. Me and Bobby McGee was his breakthrough, but it wasn't entirely his idea. The founder and boss of Monument Records, Fred Foster, challenged Christofferson to write a song with the title Me and Bobby McKee about a pair of drifters with the twist being that Bobby was a girl. Bobby McKee 
was a secretary in Fred Foster's building. Christofferson misheard her name as McGee, but he took on the assignment. Christofferson had been hanging out with a fellow Texan musician, Mickey Newbury. It was the meter of Newbury's song "Why You Been Gone So Long" that guided Christofferson's melody. Christofferson's most quotable line, which goes, "Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose," was inspired, he later said, by a scene in the Fellini film *La Strada*, where Anthony Quinn leaves Julietta Messina and comes to regret it. Me and Bobby McGee was picked up by the singer of the song "King of the Road." Roger Miller, his original recording became a hit in 1969 with wonderfully boxy drumming and an almost mariachi flourish at the end. Then somewhere near Selena's Lord, I let her slip away. Looking for the home I hope she'll find. And I trade all of my tomorrows for a single yesterday. Holding Bobby's body next to mine. Like Christofferson, Roger Miller was from Texas. Me and Bobby McGee had many of the characteristics of the musical style attributed to that state, called outlaw country. It was rootsy yet wordy, gritty and reflective, and unafraid to cross the borders into folk and blues. The song's subsequent recording history is a who's who of that renegade Texan genre. There are versions by Charlie McCoy, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and Chet Atkins, as well as delightful performances by female stars such as Loretta Lynn and Dottie West. Here's Loretta Lynn. Hippie's favorite jam band, the Grateful Dead, turned me and Bobby McGee into a platform for Jerry Garcia's rueful guitar soloing on the live album from 1971, known as Skull and Roses. Christofferson's own elegiac rendition of the song was released on his debut album of April 1970, but two other versions of that era were soon better known: Gordon Lightfoot's solemn acoustic take and the up-tempo country pop of Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Here's a clip from the latter. Whoa, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing left is all she's left. More recently, Melissa Etheridge, Leanne Rimes, and Pink are among those influenced by Joplin's Con Belto approach, without ever really coming close.
In 2002, the actress and singer Jennifer Love Hewitt bizarrely did a version of the song with bongos. There have also been covers in Swedish, German and Italian, such as singer Gianna Nanini's Funky Little Noodle in 1979. <laughs> Christopherson first heard Joplin's account in the aftermath of her death. It broke him up. Yet interest in his work soared after her posthumous number one. Christopherson surely kept such success in perspective. Me and Bobby McGee is about loving and losing. In a concert I saw in 2010, he ad-libbed, Feeling good was good enough for me and Janice. I reckon he meant it. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.